I learned a long time ago, hollering at the referees doesn't change anything. He He's not going to change what he called. He's not going to help you later on if he cuts him out, I don't think. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the People You Meet Podcast. I'm Richard White, and I'm here to tell your story one episode at a time. For episode 24, we meet longtime NFL coach Wade Phillips. Of course, we talk football, but we also talk about life, his father bum, being a grandparent, and what he sees as his greatest accomplishment. I even pitch in the title of Zoom's defensive coordinator. So my first question, how have you been passing time during the pandemic? Well, I, I'm assuming like everybody, we try to stay stay inside as much as we can, take a walk every morning, uh, you know, uh, for exercise. But, you know, my dad said it when he retired, he said, I don't do nothing and I don't start till noon. And it's that's pretty much the way it is with this pandemic. I mean, we're not doing a whole lot and we don't really get started till later on either. And just like the rest of us, being on Zoom just about every day was part of his daily routine. Well, now I did do some some Zoom meetings. Uh, in fact, quite a few of them uh, with high schools and colleges, uh, coaches. Uh, I opened it up to, uh, well, really anybody that wanted to talk football. And uh, so I did. I'm, I'm I said a hundred of them, but I'm I'm pretty close. I think it's pretty close to that. Uh, where I talked to uh, high school coaches from, you know, from East Coast to West Coast, and uh, talked to them in Pennsylvania and California and Illinois, every, everywhere in between. So, um, so I did that for quite a while, and then talked to some colleges, North Carolina, and Baylor, um, a few other colleges, uh, college coaches that uh, talked football with them too. So uh, that's. Uh, that took me several months to, to do that. Um, did quite a bit of that all day, every day for a while. Uh, but yeah, now I'm just uh, really watching football. I talk to my friends and, and obviously family. Uh, my son coaches for the Rams. So uh, I talk to him and then uh, my grandkids are there. So we, we try to see them on the phone and uh, talk to them. So um uh, I think it's like everybody. We try to be as careful as we can, but uh, we still miss our family and friends. Sharing some wisdom and knowledge and seeing the benefits in return has been something he didn't know he'd enjoy. But when it comes to family, as a grandfather of three, in his words? Grandkids are, are the greatest. I mean, you know, you can you can be with them and say, hey, you want ice cream for dinner? And they say, sure. You know, so, uh, <laughs> so they love their grandparents. <laughs> anything, anything they want, so. I always said I wish I could have had them first. <laughs> you don't have to discipline them, you know. That's the, you know, like parents do. So, um, so that's kind of fun for us. In the NFL, the greatest accomplishment every team sets out to achieve is winning the Super Bowl, and Coach Phillips did that in 2015 as defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. But there's a few things Coach has done outside of work that are just as great. Winning the Super Bowl is, is the ultimate. I mean, that's the highest you can get. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't do any more than that in, in one season for sure. Uh, but, I mean, you know, having a marriage for 51 years um, with with a great person and uh, raising raising kids and having grandkids are, uh, you know, those things are really important too. Uh, you don't realize them, I guess, when you're younger. You don't realize that stuff. You want to, you certain goals, and you want to, yeah, you want to win a Super Bowl and those kind of things. But 
Uh, life things are important too, and family certainly is important. Coach Phillips is 73 years old and pretty active on Twitter. That's actually how we got connected. But his social media beginnings all started in Dallas. Actually, I got into it uh, when I was the head coach with the Cowboys. When I became the head coach of the Cowboys and uh, Twitter came out uh, sometime during that time, or maybe it was already out, but uh, somebody told me about it and I looked into it and it was a way to communicate with the fans. And uh, and obviously there are a lot of Cowboy fans. And so, uh, and just communicate by saying, hey, you know, we're having a big game this week or, you know, I was proud of our guys or, or hey, we caged the Lions or, you know, something like that. And they all responded to it. I mean, you know, they're fans. And so they wanted to, um, they wanted to hear something good about their team. And so uh, that's how I started doing it. And then I just kept, kept with it uh, after that because of communications, you know, that you could – um, communicate, uh, and, and mostly for fun, but com- communicate about your team, really, that you're coaching, that I've been coaching for uh, however many years, uh, last 15 years after Dallas, I guess. So, As for his football beginnings, that all came from his dad, football legend and former head coach Bum Phillips, who unfortunately passed away in 2013. The way he speaks so highly of his father, it sounds like it was only a matter of time before he followed in his footsteps. Well, yeah, he was a defensive coach, and uh, uh, I learned a lot, a whole lot from him. Because, uh, you know, I coached, he coached me in high school and, and also in college, two years in college. Uh, I went to University of Houston, and, and uh, he was a defensive coordinator there. Uh, for my freshman and sophomore year. And he coached me in high school, my senior year in high school. And then uh, then I coached with him, uh, you know, like 14 years. So uh, he was obviously the football, <laughs> biggest football influence on my life. Uh, and the people around him, because he was around coaches all the time. So I, so I got to know coaches, I got to, uh, I got to hear you know, in those days, it was chalk talks. I mean, they'd be, you know, I'd be in the in the coaches' uh, offices a lot. Uh, even when I was, you know, in the first and second grade, I was I was in the coaches' office and just sitting around listening and seeing, uh, number one, how much fun they had doing what their job was. And then number two, you know, some of it rubbed off, I think, as far as uh, knowledge is concerned or uh, that part. But uh my dad didn't make me be a coach. He just—I uh, was just around it so much that I knew—I knew what coaching was. I knew uh, how much he loved it, and uh, it made you want to kind of emulate that. In high school, Wade played quarterback and middle linebacker in Port Natchez, Texas, and even up through college. Whether it was during his playing days or coaching days, Wade soaked up everything from Bum. He's my high school coach. He's my college coach, and then I worked. Uh, with him and uh, for him, really, for about 14 years. So, um, uh, and he was a great person. Uh, he was fun to be around. Uh, he had a great demeanor. Uh, He's he very smart football-wise, but uh, he had great common sense, what I call common sense. Uh, there would be things that come up in football or anything else. And, and a lot of people ask him uh, for advice in their life and so forth because he he had this uh, 
uh, knack about him of analyzing things very, uh, get down to simp simply uh, simplicity rather than complicated and, and made it seem simple for, uh, made the answers that he said seem simple. And uh, so uh, he had a real knack for that. He was, he, he, he talked uh, about things and people would, say after they talked to him or after he said something you'd say wow yeah that makes sense i don't you know that i don't know why i, would, I didn't think of that myself you know uh, that's kind of the way he was something he misses the most about his dad is a post-game conversation wade said he always had the same message if we won he said hey you better you better get ready for the next one because they're going to be tough you know whoever it was and if we lost he always kind of consoled you and said hey you know Y'all played good, or the guys played good. They got a chance to, you know, be better, and uh, you know, so he he had that knack about him to to make you feel good and feel better about what you were doing. And uh, I, I miss that part of talking talking to him after ball games and talking football. Really, Wade has spent almost 50 years coaching football. His last job was in 2019 as a defensive coordinator with the Los Angeles Rams. While he waits by the phone. He's content if a call never comes. <laughs> like my dad said, there's two kinds of coaches: ones that are, ones that are, uh, ones that have been fired, and ones that are going to be fired. So, <laughs> so you got to realize that, uh, you know, that can happen to you. I mean, we got fired when I was with the Oilers, and uh, we lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the championship game two years in a row, and then we lost in the playoffs to Oakland, who won this, both all three. Uh, I mean, both of them won the. Super Bowl that year when we lost to them and we got fired. And that's when I realized that you can work as hard as you can work. And that's that somebody else, you know, has to make, make, make the decision that you're going to fire the staff or whatever, for whatever reasons that they have. But, um, you know, you don't look back, you just coach as good as you can. So, uh, and it, it's not really that personal, really. I mean, it's, if I, if I thought they only fired, Bad coaches, I would really feel bad. But they fire good coaches all the time and have. So you learn in coaching just to coach as, coach as good as you can, uh, make great relationships, which I have, um, and, uh, and go from there. He knows his age could be a hindrance, but he's optimistic and confident in his abilities. With his long history in the league, he's had fun being around Hall of Famers and even some that are soon to be Hall of Famers. But what really stands out are the games he's been a part of. Uh, wow. Um, uh, actually, when I was coaching in college, uh, I was coaching University of Kansas, and we played Oklahoma uh, in Norman and beat them twenty-nine to three. And um, Oklahoma had won twenty-nine straight games at the time. One of the biggest upsets of all time, they called it at the time, and it probably was. I mean, uh, they were running the back in those days. They were running the wishbone. They had won the national championship, and they had won 29 in a row. And we ended up beating them uh, at University of Kansas. That was that was pretty exciting, you know. As a, as a now, I was at Oklahoma State two years before that, and we won the Fiesta Bowl two year the two years running. So. That was pretty neat too, um, and then uh, it's not just teams, but 
when I was with the Oilers, we also uh, we were twenty point underdogs playing the uh, Chargers in, in the playoffs, and uh, we beat the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers had played the Rams and the and the uh, Steelers and beaten both of them by thirty points. Well, the Rams and the Steelers had uh, both played in the Super Bowl against each other that year. Uh, uh, so I, what I'm saying is the San Diego, it was San Diego Chargers then with Dan Fouts and uh, Eric Coriel, they called it. Uh, we beat them 13-7. to 7. And, and Vernon Perry, who, who was the defensive back for us, had the greatest game I believe any, uh, any defensive player ever had in, in a playoff game. He had four interceptions in the game, and he blocked a field goal and ran it all the way back to the 10-yard line to help us win the game. So. Uh, that was uh, that was really a mem- memorable game that uh, I, I, you know, nobody said we could do it because Earl Campbell was uh, was hurt and didn't play in the game, and Pastorini, our quarterback, was hurt and didn't play in the game. So we were and we we're playing in San Diego against a powerhouse team uh, like the Chargers, and uh, was one of the great upsets of of pro football, really. So. Uh, those two, uh, but I, you know, I can go on and on. I mean, most of the teams that I've come in uh, because <laughs> because somebody got fired, they didn't win the year before. Uh, I think seven times as a coordinator, I've come in with a team that didn't have a winning record, and we went to the playoffs the first year. So, uh, and of course, Denver, going to Denver in 2015. Uh, and winning the Super Bowl in the first year was pretty neat too. So, uh, I, you know, I think I can go on and on about uh, games that were memorable, or, or uh, even going to the Saints, who they they hadn't won a game, and they were one in, they had won one game the the year before, and we came in and and uh, we had a guy named Ricky Jackson who was in the Hall of Fame that uh, really tore up the league and. We were number one in defense in, in New Orleans after a team that had won only one game. So, in Buffalo, we did the same thing. Uh, we were number one in the NFL in defense, as we were in Denver. So, I, you know, it, it's been a lot of big games and a lot of great players that uh, that I've been lucky to coach. In the chance that call ever comes this season or the next, I'm curious to know how coach will celebrate. Well, I don't know. I mean. Uh, these days, I don't know. <laughs> you know, most most of the time, my celebration is with my wife. Uh, like I say, she's she's great. Um, we have date night every Friday night because that's when the coaches are basically off in pro football. Uh, that's the only night we're really off. So, um, uh, and we go to a movie or go out to dinner, and that's the way we celebrate things. Uh, you know, so. Uh, right now, I, I have to drink a Diet Dr. Pepper because that's my favorite drink. So <laughs> I'd have a Diet Dr. Pepper and and uh, tell my wife, Laurie, and, and we'd celebrate together. Ladies and gentlemen, Wade Phillips. If you'd like to follow him on Twitter, I'll have all his information for you in the show notes. Editorial oversight and production support is provided by Christina Sertivan-Simon. Our music is by Mark Henry Beast, and our photo is by Evan White. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TPYMPod, on Instagram at The People You Meet Pod, and The People You Meet Podcast on Facebook. If you like this episode or any others, be sure to leave a five-star review and tell a friend to tell a friend. 
You can be found on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And shout out to Sean and Bean for getting married, Jalise for starting med school, Daryl and Amanda on their newborn, also Tanika and Eric on their newborn, Greg and Nikki on their new house, and Jamie for starting her new business. But also, shout out to you for making it through 2020. I'm your host, Richard White, and thank you for listening. Until next time, wash your hands and please be safe. Happy New Year.